No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line. A lot to talk about. November 13th, Friday the 13th. Spooky hours. Spooky hours. Spooky hours. (laughs) It's Friday, man. We're going to break down the week, give our favorite stories of the week. We're going to do a little weekend preview. NFL Week 10 is upon us. We had a good game last night, kind of, depending on how you look at it. I guess, yeah. (laughs) So we're going to break that down, NFL Week 10. Bears on Monday night. We're going to talk a little NBA, man. The draft is next week. Trade rumors. It's it's swirling. It's the full it's the full full service NFL full year. It's our typical stuff, right? Swirling. Swirling. Like now the dust is settled from the uh from the from the bubble. It's time to get back to business. Yeah, it's time to get back to the real stuff. So Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that. NBA. Not for LeBron though, because he's not coming until January. (laughs) I want to key in on Russell Westbrook. We're going to talk about that. I want to talk about a situation that we could see him thriving. Is that place even, does it exist? I guess is the question. So we'll talk NBA. A couple other things. And then we'll get into the the weekend gambling segment. Winners. You know our boy. Winners. (laughs) Every time I see his face jump up and hear his voice, I I, I laugh. So we'll get Mike Singletary. Yeah, shout out Mike Singletary. We'll give out some winners and uh, we'll keep it moving. Big Nick the Quick. What's going on, man? Masters week. Uh Uh-huh. A lot of stuff going on. What's happening? Man, not too much. Looking out the window right now, man. We're in that. We're in that phase of fall where all the oh, leaves this- are, the leaves have fallen, but you know it's still I was just gonna the say, colors going on out is there, this, man. Is no, this just even, standard? This just standard weather weather I mean, report. No, this is more just the outside how 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 nice it looks, man. It's beautiful okay. out there. People need to get outside and enjoy this fall. I love I, fall. I see you got the socks hat on. Shout out, shout Always. out, your shout boy. Out, shout out, Larusa. No, nah, I'm talking about a Bray. Shout out to Bray for It's crazy. It's crazy because the Larusa story just was so dominating that I thought that's what you were talking about. But yeah, shout out Jose Abreu for winning the AL MVP yesterday. Uh, that that was big time. So yeah, definitely shout out the White Sox, man. Shout out to Abreu. Uh, that was huge for him, man. So dude, he's been putting on for a, quite a while now. Yeah, he has. Yeah, definitely. Hard and soul that squad, man. Yeah, so, definitely. Through Hard all the through all the noise, through all the Tony Larusa bullshit. Um, that was a that's a huge win for the White Sox, man. So carry that momentum into next year, boys. Yeah, man. That was it was nice to have them. Let's get TA one next year. Yo, shout out TA. Shout out TA. Every I think every week we got a shout out TA. <laughs> shout out TA, man. Even shout when we, even we don't gotta. Yes, man. He's yeah. I, I yes, I hear you yeah. loud and clear. Shout loud and clear. Let's get into it, man. I um. Wait, real quick, since we talked yeah. about that, where, what do you think about the Larusa, the DUI? <laughs> Yo, I tweeted. I never even asked you about the Larusa thing altogether. Give me well, three minutes on the Tony Larusa yeah, entirety. I think, <laughs> look, I think it's it just well. First off, I think it seemed kind of just lazy, honestly, like on Reinsdorf's part, because obviously this has Reinsdorf's hands written all over it, right? Oh my god, yeah, it's marinated, so, Jerry. He's kind of just like, man, you know, LaRusso used to used to kill it back in the day. He's been part of the organization before. He's a Hall of Famer. I'm a Hall of Famer, brother. That's what he, that's what he told the cop. That shit was so funny. I was thinking like Hulk Hogan's like, like, do you know who I am, bro? Hall of Famer, brother. Oh, Hall of Famer, brother. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. And you know that's how all those dudes move, too. Right, you like, know who I am? Come on, man. Come Hall on. Of, man. Hall of Famer, brother. Come on, bro. So... <laughs> Yeah, I think it's uh listen, if they come out and win and make noise, then it's a good hire. Yep. If they same, come out same story is everything. If yeah. they come out and win, if you come out and win, it doesn't matter. Exactly, <laughs> right? Uh on paper, it seems kind of peculiar. I'll say that. You know what I'm saying? It seems seems like they could have went 
a lot of directions. It kind of seems like the world is at your guys' oyster, right? Yeah, who wouldn't want to? Who wouldn't want to manage this team? Yeah, young talent everywhere, and obviously the great city of Chicago. Yeah, and you don't even really look at look too many directions, and you just fire off on Tony Larusa. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't want you to look in any direction. I think you got a yeah, Tony. You got a squad full of Spanish young kids. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Cor- I don't know. Cora's out there. Hench was out there. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. We'll see so, what happens, though, man. You know, uh, Ozzy was out there. Yeah, the uh, that's who I that's who I would I would have brought I would have brought Ozzy back. Like, come on in, man. No, Ozzy would Ozzy would have been perfect for these guys. That seemed like an easy call. <laughs> yeah, just Ozzy. Yeah, come seemed, on now. He's already like there. He's already in the booth or yeah. in the uh, in the studio. Yeah, he just needs to you know take the short trip thirty fifth. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. All right, let's get into our favorite story of the week. Every week. On our Friday show, we're going to give our favorite story of the week before we get into the weekend. We got to close the week out strong before we get into the weekend. Big Nick the Quick, what's your favorite story of the week? Uh, mine is seems like finally the rug is being pulled out from under the SEC coronavirus testing. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about this all year. We talked about before the season. We knew these boys were up to something with these tests because there's no way that football teams that are located all in the hot spots of the coronavirus are uh, are skating by all these tests, right? Especially with college kids. I think there's, like, you got to understand, there's a huge difference between trying to keep the college kids safe and keep the NFL guys safe. I think for the most part, these NFL guys are going home, staying home. A lot of these guys have families. It's just a lot easier to keep distance. When you've been on a college campus before, I've lived on a college campus before, a lot of our listeners have, you know, it's just not possible, man. These guys aren't staying in the dorm room all day. They're not going to not meet up with girls and go to parties and go Why out and that- eat and kick it and live their lives. You know what I mean? Like social distancing. And there's no one there telling them to put on their masks. Like they're not adults like the NBA players, which, I mean, have no fault of their own. They're, they're just kids on, on a college campus, right? And there's only so many students there to begin with. Um, there's just going to be co-mingling. You can't expect them to co-mingle, uh, not to co-mingle. So you look at it this week. Um, of the seven SEC scheduled games, four of them have been canceled, right? Including who do we got? Number one, Alabama, number six, Texas AM, number eleven, Georgia, number twenty-one, Auburn. You know, last year's defending champion LSU. Um, the list goes on, right? So you got eight teams not playing from the Southeastern Conference. Some of these teams don't even have enough players to put to go out there because you have so many infections around the, uh, the squad. <laughs> So, like, yeah, I think it's just, you know, I think when it's all said and done, some shit is going to come out about how tricky or whatever word you want to use some of these universities or these athletic departments have been about this coronavirus testing. Because there's no way that, you know, I think you look at it, uh, California passed a million cases yesterday, but SEC had none. Like, come on, man. They said said, uh, it was the Halloween parties, man. The Halloween parties had had it cracking. Yeah, so yeah. then the Thanksgiving parties will do the same thing because they stay on <laughs> campus, right? Black like Wednesday going to be the Black same Wednesday thing. Wednesday is going to be a super spreader event, man. That Nor- that Notre Dame game, I mean, come on. like And and bad look for Notre Dame. Hey, nothing's um, come nothing's come of that, though. No, that's like the, uh, the, the, the university president said students can't leave. No. He I'm locked saying, down the campus. No, I'm saying, uh, but like none of the players oh, have tested not- positive or anything oh, like that. Wow. They were And they were all over the players. All those students did, I'm telling you that. That and was crazy. Mean? And what you mean they can't leave campus? I read something. I only read the headline a little bit of the article, but the, apparently, you know, they're ran by the, the, the church. And he said, yeah, you guys, no one's, leaving, <laughs> no, no one's leaving campus after that. He was pissed, which he should have been. That was an awful look. How could you not have prepared for that? Like, yo, an offbeat chance that we beat Clemson, Let's make sure the one thing that doesn't happen is storming the field. And it was just, there was no type of stopping it. I mean, yeah. So, um, this is I, your, this is your favorite story. G. This, this, this is, you just knew this was coming, huh? Oh, I knew it was coming. Yeah. Four SEC games canceled. That's not big for you. No, that's big. That that's is huge. Big. Yeah. That is big. That yeah. Is big. I, you just knew it was going to happen. I'm surprised they made it this far. I think the biggest thing, and I touched on this previously, is you have a lot of guys that are like, let me let me give you, let me paint the picture for you. You're a fifth year senior on Mississippi State. <laughs> you are the the third string fullback. <laughs> the only team you're on is kickoff. Maybe. 
Maybe. You might be on the GPA team at this point. Oh, you are not passing up, especially like if you if you're not taking the buyer seriously, you're not passing up parties, opportunities to go kick it with the boys. You're a fifth year senior, and you don't you're not a big part of the team, and don't get any run, and don't plan on getting any run. And oh, by the way, your uh, your squad is one in five. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. You can't. You're not going to get that. You're not going to be able to tell that dude anything, especially not about going out and kicking it with folks. So and lock him in a dorm room or an off campus apartment. Like, yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's where it's that's where it gets really sticky. So, yeah, I feel it. Um, Hey, man, Nick Saban shook it off in a couple of days. So. That's what I'm saying. So maybe they can call Saban and get the same <laughs> testing that he had, that had. He had it on Monday and by Wednesday it was it was over with. It was yeah. a wrap. Oh, big game yeah. on the way he was good yeah i just thought that that was uh it's crazy how it just kind of it was like a domino effect of yeah this game's canceled that game's canceled this game's canceled like four games yeah it was all completely and canceled bro and you know how they get down south they don't they don't care about that shit man yep. so that shit is not is not important let me get my boy mike up here at this rate we ain't never getting out the house yeah bro it is Oh no! Oh no! My See, Mike, Mike's even like, man, fuck this, man. Mike wants to go to a restaurant. He can't handle. He can't handle eating inside anymore. Yeah, it's looking spooky. Uh, it's looking super spooky. I just, I told, I think I talked about this before, but I, I have like oh, just. No. Is he dead? I gotta fix the little bat thing. Uh, um. Go ahead. And, like I get a lot of people are out there struggling, and this might sound selfish, but like I, my my desire to just be able to go to a bar and sit down and order a drink, like I've never wanted to do anything more in my life, bro. Yeah, never wanted to sit at a bar more and just like put put my arms on the bar and just order a drink yeah. or order from a waitress. Congregate. You know what I'm saying? Leave a tip, anything, bro. Like I, <laughs> I need to do it. Leave a tip. Yeah, and I get there's bigger problems in the world right now for sure, but it's just like yeah, yeah people yeah, people yeah. need to people need to get this shit under control so we get the fuck up out the house in 2021, man. I get it. Yep. Yeah, so that's my story. Sorry, man. I know you didn't like it, man. Michelle was disappointed no, no, about no, that no, SEC no, no. canceling. I just thought forty percent of the games. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel it. I feel it. Um, I'll come with some comedy next week. No, no, don't trip. I got, I got a little fun story. So, switching over to my, we'll move off college football and COVID to Mike Tyson. <clears throat> Our boy Mike Tyson was on. Russell Wilson's podcast or show. I didn't even know that he had a pod, if we're being honest. Everybody has a podcast now. Uh, so this is uh, this is the clip. <laughs> this is the clip from Mike Tyson uh, on Russell Wilson's podcast. Because uh, And to give you a little context, Mike Tyson's about to fight Roy Jones Jr. coming up, and then that's what they were kind of saying. And by all accounts, Roy Jones Jr. wants zero part of that fight and realized right after he signed it how much a mistake yeah, it was. Well, we're going to talk about it in a second. Here's Mike Tyson on Russell, uh, Russell Wilson's podcast. So tell me about these next two weeks. You, you ready to roll? You, 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 uh, you fired up? You, you ready to, uh, yeah, to do this man. thing? Look, it's going to look like old Mike Tyson? Let me see this. Look at this, man. Look at you. You, on, man. you took your shirt off like DK Metcalf, man. You, yeah, you ready to roll. You ready to swing. Look at this, man. Come on, brother. Yeah, my, my, man, Mike Tyson taking off his shirt on Dave's time. <laughs> I'm the rock. Yeah. I'm a hoaxer, baby. Look at me, baby. I'm beautiful, baby. <laughs> you ready to roll, man. You went from you went from 312 to 220 just like that, huh? Over well, a couple months. That, hey, it took, it took five months. Hey, you stayed on it, though. Hey, let, let, let's do this. Let's let's make sure we, we got to bring Jeff Dye back just for this. Uh, hey, Jeff, this, come he said, come on, brother. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, look. He said, come on, man. He took his shirt off, hit him with the flex. He said, come hey, on, brother. Mike, Mike, Mike looks great. Yeah, Mike looks amazing. Yeah. He's fighting Roy Jones coming up. The reason this is my favorite story of the week is because Mike is in such a good space right now. He's back in shape. He's doing his podcast. He's got his own little business ventures going with the weed business. He's the weed got. Business, yeah. He just seems very happy, very carefree. And he has, but he has, he also has some deep, intelligent conversations on his podcast. I think it's called Up in Smoke or not Up in Smoke. Hot Boxing. Hot Boxing with Mike He actually Tyson. hosts it with Eben Britton, who was a backup tackle on the Bears back in the day. 
Interesting. Yeah, Evan Braden was on the Bears during like the Lovey Lovey uh, Tressman eras and was like a backup tackle. Okay, word. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I, I've only listened to it. Like I've only listened to snippets of his uh, his stuff. I've never I've listened, watched. I've listened to some. They're they're pretty good. Yeah, he yeah. he gets in, but come on, man. He 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 relaxed, taking his shirt off. Come on, bro. Like let him. Yeah, he's good. He's hanging out. That's my favorite story of the week. Mike Tyson taking his shirt off on Russell Wilson's podcast. Why does let me ask you this? Why do you think everybody loves Mike? Because everybody loves Mike. Like it, it or it seems like that for me anyway, that they look past all the, the, the all wild the, the wild shit. <laughs> I mean, there's some really negative stuff in there. There's some really wild stuff in there. He never really lived up to his full, full potential because of himself and his actions for the most part. But think, but yep. when you but when you bring up Mike's name or when you see people in Mike's presence, like in on the hot box or or hot boxing with Mike Tyson, the podcast, they're like in awe of Mike. Mike has a yep. different aura to him. Why do you think that is? It's the same. It's just how you carry yourself, man. If you if you can have that almost like childlike enthusiasm that he has sometimes, and just the way he carries himself and kind of just comes off as. Like when you don't want to be around him, obviously you don't want to be around him. But when you would want to be around him, it seems like, you know, he, he could just be a funny guy. And he's not the first person like that. I mean, like to a lesser extent, even like a Michael Irvin who had a ton of issues, but just the way he carries himself. It's like, yeah, we'll look past all that and you can host shows and stuff like that. Same with Mike, man. I think you just just the way he kind of carries himself, the voice, the 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 funny things that he'll say. Um, I think people are just like, yeah, we'll give him a pa-. not even like a pass, just like a. It's just Mike. It's hard to describe. Yeah, I think when you carry your, when you're an asshole and you really carry yourself like an asshole, that's when people turn against you. You know, what I mean, I think when you're uh, when you're an asshole and you sometimes carry yourself like an asshole, but can also have a side that can be you know like endearing to people or whatever, um, people are going to embrace that, man. You know what I'm saying? I think it's more. It's always more about who you are than what you do. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, what? who you are than what you've done. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. who he is as a person and, like, just, yeah, the show and the, the whole persona and the I, myth and the whole, the whole, the whole aura of him. Like, it, it kind of I really, than the person. I, and I really think just people are just are so fond of how he knocks people out. Yeah. Well, think it, yeah, and I think it just comes down to that, really. Like, but, but. Look at Floyd though. Floyd would be the opposite, where like because he carries himself as such an asshole, people don't aren't like endeared yeah. to him. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 because it's just the arrogance. Like people, Mike Tyson is not arrogant. People do not like arrogant people, right? Like that's what it comes down to. But like what? A, but like for example, we should we Baker should, Mayfield arrogant. Like can't stand him. But we should remember Mike. We should remember Holyfield more than we remember Tyson, but we don't. We don't. We should remember Lennox Lewis was was the champ forever. I mean, yeah, but but nah, it's Tyson had the the, the charisma, just like Ali, the charisma. But charisma is not the right word. He doesn't have any charisma. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just like he's a not great charisma. He has no charisma. Mike Tyson doesn't have any charisma. Like Russell Wilson has no charisma. What's a good example? Russell Wilson of a, absolutely is charismatic. What are you talking about? Absolutely is robotic. No, no, he's not charismatic at all. Come on, man. Let me who's a who's a charismatic athlete? Let me let me I don't even know why I can't think of this off the top of my head. Mike Tyson, uh, charismatic. I, you're kidding. Yeah, I think he's charismatic. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, he's like, got a ton of energy. He's like a freaking comet. No. That, he can insp- yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you could say that Russell Wilson doesn't have charisma. It might seem manufactured. But that, you don't there. you don't manufacture charisma. I mean, but that's just how he is. I I, I tell you, after listening to his interviews, well, and shit, I think he just this is how he is. He talks that way. Like it comes off as manufactured until it's like three hours into an interview, and he still sounds that way. And I think it's just how the guy is. I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people think like Joel Embiid has charisma. Like people just like him. He's likable. Embiid. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. You're not like I don't know. I'd have to. I don't know why I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, but I don't think Mike Tyson or Russell Wilson are on the charismatic list for me. Um. All right. So that was my favorite story of the week. Shout out Mike Tyson. I'm interested. In this. Are you going to watch that Roy Jones fight? When is it? I don't even know. Yeah, probably for fun. Is it going to? Where is it going to? Where oh, are they going to put it on? As soon as Roy Jones realized that Mike Tyson doesn't know how to do an exhibition, Roy Jones has been backtracking for months. 
Like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And I, he might just be selling it a little bit. He's like, yeah, I didn't know that Mike was going to get this serious about it. I thought we were just going to go up there and fuck oh, around. You didn't think, <laughs> you didn't think like he was going to be working out like Remember that. Remember that, that sparring video of Mike was coming out and he was over here with people. So um, I'll watch it. Why not? I always watch the fight. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, any fight, yeah, I agree. Any fight I'm watching. Oh, Javante, by the way, we didn't give Javante a do for that knockout a couple weeks ago. Yeah, if I knew Buddy, he knocked out. I would have gave him hell of love. But um, Leo and Santa Cruz. That left Cruz was. I mean, that left that left hook was. <laughs> uppercut was stupid. That was, that was silly. <laughs> <laughs> stupid uppercut. Nah, duty duty fought is a good fight. Duty beat is a really good fighter. Yeah, I'm so unplugged from boxing. I I I, I don't even know. Yeah. Like Ter- like Terrence Crawford fights this weekend. That should be massive, but it's not because it's boxing. Yeah, they don't. Uh, we can we, we can do a whole episode on boxing and the issues they have. But yeah, like Terrence Crawford is considered the best fighter in the world, one of the top two or three fighters in the world. And yeah, he's fighting on. Uh, is he even pay per view? Hell no. Nah. ESPN Plus, ESPN yeah, regular, ESPN, Dojo, <laughs> ESPN News, ESPN Deportes. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel it though. Shout out Canelo though. When Canelo comes back, we'll be all good. Yeah, shout out Canelo. All right, that, those are our favorite stories of the week. Let's move over to uh, the weekend preview. We got a lot shaking. The Masters is rocking. I'm not going to act like I'm the biggest Masters fan, but I'm going to watch. I've been watching. I got a couple wagers. Shout out Justin Thomas held me down yesterday. or He's, he's still finishing round one right now, but, you know. But. Let me really quick while I, since I'm talking about the Masters and it made me think about bucket list because we kind of had a little conversation. I called you the other day and I'm like, look, what is what is uh like a bucket list thing or 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 I called you and said I think this Augusta National <clears throat> hype that the media has created is a little it's it's starting to get over the top. Like they've made this pimento cheese sandwich the best sandwich in the world. They've made the the, the it's a big talking point about the prices. We're taught people they're selling Augusta National merch. It's I I read some ridiculous number that every masters they sell like millions of dollars worth of Augusta national, like clothing. It's dude, you put, if you fuck, I wish we would have had the stat. It's a, there's like a per minute stat for it. That is absolutely insane. The amount of merchandise they sell per minute of Augusta, because you can only get masters merchandise at Augusta during the masters weekend. You can't go on the website and order it. You can't order it from finish line. Like all that master stuff you see with that logo is only produced um, that weekend and only for sale at Augusta during those four days and like the practice rounds and shit. So they sell, there's the, they looked at the, one of the registers and like per minute, the amount that they transact is, it's like absolutely insane. I think Ravel had, had tweeted it out, corny Darren Ravel. Yeah, cornball of the, of but the it's a crazy, it's a crazy amount of money, it's a crazy amount of bread. And I guess my, that was what I was kind of getting at was like, I, I called you and said, she was like, yo, this Augusta National is, it's just kind of getting out of hand, bro. Like, I get it. The Masters is there. Woods has done numbers there. He's done his thing. Jack Nicholson has done his, Jack Nicholas, excuse me, has done his thing. Like, I get it. Jim Nance, the whole, the whole situation. It's been, it's been so hyped that I'm not even really interested in going. Like, I, I, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, it would be cool. Like, but let's not forget like the history of the place too. I was about I to say for me, the racial undertones at Augusta are the, way too strong for me to ever want to be like, oh my god, I need to get there. Like, yeah, nah, like exactly. I, don't, I don't need to be let into anywhere. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to. I don't need to be going through. You know, there's plenty of places that we go that we probably wouldn't have been allowed to go to 50 years ago. But yeah, the, the racist undertones of some elite golf club in the middle of fucking Georgia doesn't necessarily appeal to me. Yeah, it's like all right, yeah, like cool. <laughs> Take me to California where we've been able to go to golf courses for a while. It's probably a cool spot. Like even you brought up Pebble Beach. Pebble like, Beach. Pebble those Beach places all look over. Like Rivera. Like those places look sick to me. Yeah. So give me your 
I might have caught you off guard, but because that's a huge bucket list spot for people, right? Yeah, for sure. And I was thinking about like where, where, what, where haven't you been, or where would you want to go that you haven't been yet, like Augusta National, like a, a stadium or an event? Yeah, or something. So I got like a few. That. I got a few. Some of them are pretty straightforward. Uh, Big House. Always want to go see a game in Michigan since yeah. I was born. I've done that. It's cool. Um, I know you've been to the and Garden, Madison Frog. Yeah, Madison's front. Madison Square Garden. <laughs> um, You've never been to the Garden. Nah, I've, only, I've only been to New York once when I was a kid. Yeah, you got um, Staples Center. Have you been to Staples? No, nah, I've never been to Staples. Staples Center, just for the just for the scene. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna throw a couple at you. Uh, Wimbledon. I have always Yo. wanted to go to Wimbledon. It's Wimbledon. Wimbledon is, Wimbledon is <laughs> like the top of the list for me. I just think it'd be dope to kick it Dog. out Wimbledon for a few days, bro. And um, honestly. <laughs> I always preach this. If you follow me on social media and you just know me, I'm always preaching, spend the extra bread, go get good tickets. Me and Big Nick the Quick this year went and saw LeBron. They ended up winning the title. Yeah. Second year in L.A., we saw LeBron's second never row. saw him again. I'm happy, man. Right, right. I had him scratched off, seen LeBron live. Bro, at one point, LeBron went up and got an and one and almost fell into our arms. Yep. Like, it was sick. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, and I always preach, yo, go pay the money for the extra seat, for the extra sick, the better seats, better tickets. That's when that to whatever is. event. Yeah, so Wimbledon and then um But like Wimbledon, oh man, like wouldn't we have wanted to go see Federer? Like we almost missed that now. Like like literally if Federer, Nadal and Djokovic say like in the next 2 years they oh, don't yeah. play. Like I yeah. don't like who are we going to go see? Like Kyrgios? Serena? Yeah, I would okay. Well, she hasn't had much time left she either. Much time left either, but yeah, like Serena. But I mean, yeah, but you got some. You got the young bloods. You got. I mean, on the women's side, you got like Naomi Osaka. You got Sloane Stevens. Like, I get it. Like, yeah, yeah that, that Federer, Nadal, Djokovic. You know, the elite, especially Federer, who's gonna. You know, I mean, yeah, transcendent. But at the same time, just the whole event. It's not. I'm not a big enough tennis fan to where I'd be like, fuck, I missed like the legends because still like the event and the experience would be huge for me. And then two more. So if y'all don't know, Sean and I have gotten crazy big into racing, Formula One racing yeah, over F1. the last few months. Um, so really any Grand Prix, but the dopest one that I saw looked like Tokyo. I know everybody says uh, Monaco and all that. And that's great. I feel like I don't have the bread to fuck with Monaco the way you need to. Like you looked yeah. at that shit was a scene. Uh, yeah. I don't want to be a regular. Beyond. Yeah, Monaco's like me going to Monaco would be like me going to the club and not having a table. You're just like a regular dude. In the fucking mix of shit. Dog, I think you know Monaco. Like, I think Monaco is like if you're worth twenty million, you're like poor. Like that's you what can't I'm even get into the like. You gotta have beyond, a yacht. You have a, a yacht. If you yeah. don't have a yacht, what are you doing over there? It's so, like beyond plugged. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it'd be Tokyo. I thought the Tokyo. I want to go to Tokyo. Uh, yeah. I want to go to Japan, and that Tokyo Grand Prix looked dope. And then the other one that I'm adding in there is Le Mans. I've been reading a lot about this twenty four hours of Le Mans. Yeah. Yo, that shit sounds dope. Yeah. To go what, check it out at night. Just to go, it's just a 24-hour race. Right. And stuff it happens at night. And obviously everything's centered around that and the, the driver switch. And it gets real crazy. And I just think like the, the physical endurance of the actual of the sport. Because I think the drivers go in eight-hour shifts, right? And you're yeah. full throttle for eight hours. Which yeah, you've seen uh, the, the Ford versus Ford Ferrari. Versus there's good documentaries and stuff on it. Like, yeah, I think it's just like a crazy, a crazy situation that seems like it'd just be a once in a lifetime. 24-hour sporting event like obviously yeah. you might not stay there the full 24 but you wake up it's still going on you know what i'm saying like i feel like the nighttime shit would be crazy it just looked like a lot of fun yeah i feel that so yeah those are all good ones uh i've been to those of those i've been to the big house the big house was cool um it, it's it's crazy how how big it is the would, statue? My, what's up the Schimbeckler statue no <laughs> Go, like yeah don't even get me started i'm I'm gonna do a whole a whole pod on that I, I need to get that that off my chest um but i i did not have good seats at all i was pretty far back um i want to say i was like 40 40 or 50 rows off the back wall but i was midfield and i didn't feel like i was that far away which is crazy so yeah the big house is cool madison square garden on a bit on like a Friday night is dope just because you get that New York energy and then you, the garden's right there on uh 34th Street. Yeah. So you could just walk in there, check that out. Uh yeah, big big ups to the garden. The garden is good. But yeah, man, Wimbledon, I would love to go out to Wimbledon. Yeah, for sure. That we would should, be that would be super try to make that happen. 
Yeah, we should have. We, we should have like, like two years ago. For 2021, though, man, I really am. I know we, we've talked about it. Like I am set. It depending on what the fan situation looks like, I'm dead set on a Grand Prix for 2021. Yeah, real quick, everybody that listens, all our all our loyal listeners. First of all, we love you guys. Thank you so much. We always oh, get we always get big love weekly. So <laughs> thank you for that. Keep sharing with the homies. But go watch. Uh, the Netflix series Drive to Survive. You, I promise you, you will finish this shit and you will be into Formula One racing. Yep. I never thought in a million years I would be into Formula One. It's amazing. Me, me and Big Nick have been getting up watching qualifying. I'll be calling this Nick. I'll be calling Nick about tires, <laughs> like what tires they got on, all types of crazy really shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's it's a, it really is a dope sport. Like the whole the whole, and the more I read about it, like there's so many layers, yeah. so many layers. Like I wish we could talk about it, but no one people what the fuck are you guys talking about. Yeah. But yeah, everybody needs to go watch this shit, watch the show, Drop get into survive. some races, watch some qualifying, some some practice rounds. Yeah, it's dope. Netflix. Shout out to Turkish Grand Prix this weekend too. Sunday morning, get up for it. Shout out Lewis. Shout out Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> All right, let's get into the NFL Week Ten. Let's see if we can get Lewis on the pod, man. Yeah, man, dude, Lewis, fuck around, get on the pod. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Lewis. <laughs> let's switch over to NFL Week Ten. Biggest games of the weekend. Let me tell y'all a quick story. My boys didn't even rock with me last night. I'll, you know what? I'm gonna get, I'll get into that on the winners on the winner side. I'll skip that for now. But let's talk about NFL Week Ten. Last night, the Titans looking like pretenders. Very much so. Ryan Tannehill looking like a pretender. Or 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 is he just looking like Ryan Tannehill? Uh, I mean, shit. He's he's been on like a, what his last. Take out these last couple games, but prior to that, he was on like a fucking eighteen game run of of excellence. So I don't know, but man, yeah, I guess I mean, yeah. What is Ryan Tannehill at this point? Because remember, the first six games of the season, he was an MVP candidate. Ryan Tannehill is a guy that'll get you two hundred fifteen yards, decent twenty of. You, you know what 31. Ryan Tannehill is? He's the reason you pay Derrick Henry. And make sure he doesn't go anywhere. And you have a red. You better have a run game. Like that team is not spooky at all. Yeah, their defense isn't good enough for the style of play that they want to play on offense. That team is not spooky like, at all, bro. They like, should. I, if, yeah, if they had a good defense, you can play that way. But their defense is trash. Shout out GM in the comments. He wants us to talk about Bengals Steelers. He said Bengals. He said. He said Bengals money line. Give a trip. Tell him I got him coming up, man. He said Bengals money line. Go get paid. <laughs> but uh, all right, let's get into the the biggest games of the weekend. It was a tough slate, just from a gambling aspect. And I was looking at. But what are some of your uh, your favorite games from the weekend? And then we could break a couple down. So I yeah. So shout out our boy GM. Um, I got the Bengals, man. Plus six. Oh, is this our? Is this is our favorite winners. Or just no, no, no. This is just. I had I had my winners going. Watch well, this game anyway. Since uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Um, I think you got Pittsburgh coming off of that tough game last week that they did win. Cincinnati coming off of the bye. Joe, Joe Burrow on absolute fire right now. Um, you talk about one of those games that I feel like the Steelers could end up dropping. I think this is it. I think the Steelers' undefeated streak ends this weekend. It's just time to get an L. Yeah, I just feel like this is – yeah, yeah. I feel like this is one of those games – like you saw, you thought last week was kind of their look-ahead game where, you know, they were just going to come out sluggish and lose and they were able to hold on. Um, I think that this week against this Bengals team that's had that week of rest, Joe Burrow is firing all cylinders. This is a huge statement game for them. Um, I, I like – I actually like the Bengals in this game. Divisional game – Mm-hmm. Roethlisberger's banged up too a yep. little bit. I got, I kind of got a feeling that, yeah, he, he, he's a little more hurt than they're leading on. Yep. Uh, but that's an interesting game. I, it's hard to continue to get up for these games week after week. They, I think they got their buy taken away earlier in the year. Yeah, too. they don't have a buy. Yeah, they're yeah. going full throttle. So. But then you say that in the D show, like this is the thing. <laughs> the Bengals give up so much pressure. Joey Bag of Beans. <laughs> and and you don't want to be a squad 
that gives up a ton of pressure. Like last night, for example, I told you guys before the game started, I bet, yo, if you guys know me and listen to this pod, I hate Phillip Rivers. I think he's trash, a bum, has been completely overrated his whole career, and he doesn't get enough flack. He, he gets way, way, all he gets is love from my eyes, and he's never really done anything to be this Hall of Fame quarterback that, that they're going to put him in. So with that being said, like I just said about Tennessee, they're not spooky at all. They get no pressure. If you're not going to pressure Phillip Rivers and you're going to let him just dink and dunk win a clean-ass pocket all game, he's going to be dangerous. And last night, I uh, I bet Phillip Rivers' no interception was plus 120. So I took that just because I knew he'd have a clean pocket. He'd have nothing to worry about. And that's exactly what happened. With the, with the Bengals coming up, that's where it's that's where it's tough because what TJ Watt could just start going crazy and then their whole the, it's a wrap with everything that Cincinnati wants to do. But that being said, like you said, Burrow hasn't had protection all year and he continues to to put up a put up big big passing numbers. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an interesting game. Well. I'll give you my my most interesting game for me coming up this week is without question Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers. Tampa Bay just got smoked, shellacked, <clears throat> destroyed. They got their doors blown off on Sunday Night Football to close out the weekend. We already know how Tom Brady gets down after a loss. That might be one of that is one of his worst losses of his career. Absolutely. Um. Dog, that was <clears throat> that was something like I ain't seen the ass whipping like that in a while, dude. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say I think the issue with Tampa Bay, like, look, man, I get it. On paper, that team is awesome, and you got Tom Brady, and you got ABs in town now, and you got some talent. I do not trust Bruce Arians as a head coach. Like, I, I, I just don't. You know, you look at the Bears game. They were completely undisciplined. They're just too inconsistent for the amount of talent on that team. He's just too relaxed. The, he's just too relaxed. You look at the Bears game. They were just getting penalties left and right, shooting themselves in the foot, playing undisciplined, and they lost that game. You look at the game against the, the Saints, and they just got absolutely shellacked. Like, you should never come out in a primetime game like that. Like, the game was over before it started. You know what no. I mean? It was like, they're not like 21 nothing. It was, it was, it was, it was, uh, they were at home, right? It was in Tampa. They were in Tampa. Yeah. Though. Like, it was just that you just got smacked around by a Saints team that to me, I don't think is that good. I think the Saints are okay. I think they're going to win a lot of games because of their home field advantage, because of their, they're well coached. But Drew Brees, we both talked about it. his arm is non existent. He's not beating you with the deep ball. If you get up on them, they're going to have a hard time coming back. And it just seems like they – it doesn't seem like they absolutely came out completely flat in that game. I don't I don't trust Arians. I just don't. You know what I mean? I, I, don't, I, don't, trust, I don't trust the Kangol hats. I don't trust none of it. <laughs> he said, you know, his whole vibe is his untrustworthy. His whole vibe is untrustworthy of winning championships, man. You know what I mean? This boy acted unusual. Unusual, bro. We're all unfamiliar, so I don't. I don't know if uh, I don't. I don't trust his his what he's got going on. Yeah, I think that there may be something to that. I think he is pretty loosey goosey, and I think that's why you when when your quarterback's not Tom Brady and you have a guy like there's a guy out there throwing thirty interceptions. Yeah, like that. He he is loosey goosey, and if I'm talking <laughs> about loosey goosey, like if you listen to him talk in interviews and like he's like, yeah, he loves to drink. And go home and just like he he's not a super regi- no film. he's not a super regimented guy, right? Yeah, and he's not watching the film. He's he's chilling. He's enjoying that, the money he's getting. When you have guys like Arians that aren't like super regimented, I mean, obviously he benefits from a guy like Tom Brady, but but Tom Brady's ultra regimented, right? So, so I'm yeah, sure at some level, Tom's like, what the, what the hell is this? Like, why are we not? You know what I mean? Like. Right. Why is the why is the jumping jack line not perfectly symmetrical? What are y'all doing over here? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, I, shit and like I that. Think, and I think uh and I think as much as Tom and Bill had their Bill Belichick had their differences, I think that's all he knows as a coach, right? So he's kind of looking around like, man, this is not how we did shit over there. Like, yeah, 
this shit's kind of goofy. I mean, I listen, we're just obviously speaking off of gut and feeling and just kind of looking at what's going on and transpiring out there. But there's no way you come out on a division game. Hey, you already lost to these dudes earlier in the year. Yeah, you, now, you need to win this game. Now you're at home. You're on national TV. And before you blink, it's 14-0. And then it's 31-0. Dude, that's the so, type of team that comes out in a playoff game and lays a complete egg. Lays a complete egg. That those type that type of shit worries me. They are not a, they don't look dominant like that. You know what I mean? They just look like they can be very, very good. But they lost to the fucking Bears. That's true. Yo, Let's keep it real. I mean, I, yo, yeah. the crazy part, I tweeted this. I was like, the NFL is so wild that these teams that we're watching, literally the Bears beat Tampa Bay and took the Saints to overtime. It looks like we could have we – we took the Saints to overtime. They just blew the doors. Like, they looked like the best team in the league. Yeah. So that's how uh, – the, the NFL is a is – a, is, it's a wild place. So I think it's a really interesting game. I want to see how Tom bounces back. I want to see how they get all those guys going. It's starting. It has that like NBA feel where you just go and get it. Like it has like the Nets feel. You just like go and get a bunch of like Oh my God. I heard some crazy shit about the Nets yesterday. Yeah. Like, and it's well, we're about to get, we'll get into the yeah, NBA here in a second. But yeah, it's like, this is, this is. They literally in two weeks went from the best team in the league to like now that everybody's worried. So, but that was a worrisome performance. Um, Very, I'd say. But I, I want to see how they bounce back, and I also want to see, like this Carolina squad. They're a ten point, ten and a half point in some spot underdog at home. Are, are that's, that's disrespectful because they've played well at home, uh, <laughs> or not at home in Kansas City against the Chiefs. They keep it tight pretty much the whole game. It, the Pat kind of turned it on. Mahomes turned it on in the second half. They started scoring a little bit, but it was pretty much a 10-point, one-possession game the whole way. And Teddy Wheels. Yeah, and Teddy Wheels. You know, Nick Nick sent me a text. He's like, yo, we've been missing out on money on Bridgewater rushing yards because he's been running all over the place. All over the place. Like 30, 40 yards a game type yeah, of shit. All know, over, jumping into piles and shit. He's a lot of your wilding. Yeah, so no, but I, I, I mean, we, I, I, we played Carolina. I think that Carolina, they don't have a ton of talent. Um, and McCaffrey's obviously going to be out this weekend. Um, which, which sucks. He, he had just come back last week, and you know we love Christian McCaffrey, but yeah, um, they play well, man. I think this guy Rule, I kind of laughed at when they hired him and gave him all that money. Um, but he seems like he's a pretty decent head coach. It seems like they found a quarterback they can at least rock with for a couple of years in Bridgewater. Bridgewater Bridgewater's a great kind of, you know, um, for, no pun intended, bridge quarterback. Um, <laughs> so like you know, he's it's fine, man. I I, I don't with McCaffrey. Obviously, they're not ten and a half point dogs, um, but I still think that line is kind of disrespectful, especially because Teddy keeps is always kept it close. Like we yeah. joke about it, but like he covered spreads because he keeps it close. Well, that was last week, and then this week, that's all the way up to six in a lot of places. So that and that's in oh, Carolina. Oh, you were saying this one was ten and a half. No, that's what I was like, okay, that's that's yeah, yeah. yeah. I was about to say where. Let me get yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, last okay, week, yeah. last week they were ten and a half point dogs in Kansas City. Now they're at home against Tampa. It's like around five and a half, six. Gotcha. I thought you were saying Tampa was laying ten and a half in Carolina. I was like, that is a fucking. Well, what don't we know? Yeah, so that's an interesting game because it it feels very much like the Bucs are going to have to bounce back with a statement game. So I'm excited to see what happens there. But yeah, then, but is like, Arians sitting there getting them up for that? You know what I'm saying? That's what A lot of that bounce back for a statement game comes Tom from the attitude is, that your coaches set throughout the week. Tom can only control so much. Tom Tom's is, not putting though. together the game plan. He's not writing the practices out. He's not putting together the schedule. I don't trust this Arians character. I'm on record right now, so when it all falls apart, <laughs> when it all falls apart. Remember what I told you on Friday, November thirteenth at eight thirty nine that I don't trust this area. It's character, not one bit. Okay, <laughs> I, I, there, there might be some validity to that, so I I, I can't stunt on. Can't you win with him. Can't win with him. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, wait. Shout out, uh, Bruce Arians. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. 
Can't do it. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> Bruce Arians can't do it. Can't do it. So, out on Arians. Out on Arians. Oh, big shout out real quick before we leave the NFC South and leave the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out my boy, Raheem Morris. Three and one with the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, facts. Boys were 0 and 5 or 0 and 4 when he took over over there. Facts. They're playing for him. Facts. They gave him the shorter of the stick when he was the head coach of the Buccaneers. Give my man a job. If they, they, there's, okay, maybe not. Whatever. Josh Freeman. <laughs> Josh Freeman. Listen, Josh Freeman. listen, you don't need a job interview. That's your job interview right here. Hey, look, I came in here. These boys were 0 and 4 and blowing 20 point leads, and we've been 3 and 1 since then. Give yeah. me the job. Yeah. And uh, he could get if he, he he could get uh I'm sure he could get Julio and those guys to vouch for him and Matt Ryan. Obviously, something changed. So shout out Raheem Morris, man. Yeah, if he um, doesn't get an interview. We already know the drill. Yeah, at least an interview. Come on, bro. Yeah, bro. They like yeah. they because they 100 quit on Dan Quinn without question. Like <laughs> quit on him three years ago. So w- without question. Yeah. Any other game you want to touch on before we before we move over to the NBA? I'm excited for – I don't want to get too deep in it, but I'm excited for Bills Cardinals. Yeah. Josh Allen looked tough last week against the Seattle Seahawks. A lot of O. Oh. A lot. A lot. He is problematic. Someone said – Rex Ryan said he thinks he's the best quarterback in the red zone in the NFL. I don't know if I'm prepared to go that far, but the running and the size Bro, does – uh, he's a load. <laughs> his his red zone numbers are insane. They're like insane though, right? Like he, if he gets out oh, of there, scores. <laughs> well, first off, I don't. I I literally don't think in his career. Don't quote me on this, but it's either his career. I don't think he has a, a red zone interception in his career. Yeah. So he doesn't turn it over. He's very versatile. And if he does have a turnover, it's like one. He's very efficient in the red zone, and he could do anything you want. I've been saying it all year. I cannot believe this guy turned out, and it's it's absolutely amazing. He's a stud. He's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. <laughs> Simple as that. I he's, think, he's, and he play, and he's got yeah, he's got the attitude too. Like I like that guy a lot. His man. Uh, his <coughs> I read uh, his completion percentage off of pressure last year versus this year is like almost eleven or twelve points higher. He's been working on his game. He looks good. He looks versatile. They got one. Yeah, they they do get they they man. Yeah, they got one. You just that's a good way to put it. Just mm-hmm. give my man some weapons. Get got the digs. Anyway, without got him digs, bro. Look. But get the get the D back up. That D was dumb hard D last was year. Good, yeah, they are super soft. Yeah, yeah. So, get that D, yeah. but get put the, a D around Josh Allen. Yeah, get the D back right, and then really start making some noise. I'm He's, also, he, He's Roethlisberger with better wheels, but that same type, big, big body, you know, like you just, you can't, those guys are hard to bring down, man. Yeah, no doubt. That, uh, that, that will be a go. And we'll, we'll get back into the NFL and, uh, when we get to the winner segment, but let's move over to the NBA really quick. Yeah. Crazy talks yesterday. Crazy trade talk all around the league. The draft is next week, so that's kind of what's drumming up a lot of it, too. Because, like, yo, we'll give you how many picks is it going to take to move him. I've heard Paul George to, I think it was Houston I saw. I've been seeing all types of stuff. But the one person, actually, give your little intro, and then I want to get into Russell Westbrook. So I, I was, uh, you know, from time to time, I've told you this before. I get on Sirius XM and I listen to the NBA radio, which is just it's it's a it's a hotbed of hot takes about the league. So if anyone's ever bored and you just want to disagree with as many people as you possibly can, throw on the <laughs> NBA radio, uh, NBA on Sirius XM. But they were talking about a lot of these different trade possibilities and some of the big names that have come up. Obviously, um, yesterday it came out that Russell Westbrook told the uh, Rockets that he does want to be traded. And a lot of that, from what I heard, was because he doesn't want to play with Stephen A. I'm Stephen A. Smith. Wow, doesn't want to play with uh, with James yeah, Harden. Cool. Doesn't like that style of play. Obviously, he wants to have the ball in his hands. Um, Chris Paul's name has been floating for weeks, whether it be with the Knicks. Now there are some rumors with the Suns heating up. And then yesterday, there was a lot of talk around James Harden trades. And 
some of the takes that I heard of the James Harden trade front were absolutely ridiculous. I think one host was like, well, it's going to be pretty hard to move James Harden. You know, who wants a that? Like, if Rockets called Atlanta, would Atlanta say no on uh, Trey Young for James Harden? They'd probably say no. Like, Atlanta, if, if, if the fucking Rockets called the Hawks right now for Trey Young for James Harden, the Hawks are 100% driving Trey Young to the airport. Someone also said Jamal Murray. Would the Nuggets trade Jamal Murray for James Harden? What? <laughs> what? Dog, you, 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 hope, you hope in your life that the best version of Jamal Murray becomes James Harden. I don't know where you think the Jamal Murray ride is going to take you, but the, the, the best case scenario would be James Harden. So, like, there's some ridiculousness out there about Harden as a player. Like, let's keep in mind, Harden was doing what the coach asked him to do. I don't think Harden walked to the office and said, I want to be the highest usage player in NBA history. I think D'Antoni gave him the ball and said, everything starts and ends with you. And Harden played that role. So I don't think that that's, like, how Harden wants to play necessarily or the only way he knows how to play. He might be how he wants to play now because he's been playing that way, but he's not untradeable. It's not like, how are we going to move James Harden? If James Harden's on the market, folks are calling. So it was just a lot of ridiculousness. On that I, he gets disrespected quite a bit. A lot. Yeah, well, a he, lot of that was D'Antoni just saying, this is how we're playing, man. I mean, I think he put him on a different squad. Like the Nuggets? Are you serious? If you swap Jamal Murray for James Harden? Yeah, they got a, they got a whip whip. That's a, a whipper bobber. <laughs> yeah, that's a squad. That's a dumb squad. Well, you got to double you do, Jokic. I but, mean, then, like, but then Jokic can't bring the rock up. And I, oh, I, I don't want to hear that. I like bullshit. to see Jokic bring the rock up. You no, know, if you were in charge of the Nuggets and they called you right now and said, "Hey, we'll give you James Harden for Jamal Murray," you're, are you thinking about it? No. Are you even? Are you? Are you serious? Are you like when? Where? Hit yeah. X. Accept. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like sure. there's there's no question about that. For sure. There's a lot of Harden. So like, yeah, the Harden, the Trey Young. Like, look, I like watching Trey Young. He's exciting, but Atlanta would take James Harden in a heartbeat. Trey you know, Young, you know, Trey Young is a worse version of James Harden. Exponentially worse version of James yeah. Harden. Yeah, and six inches shorter. Yeah, bucket though. It was a bucket, but it was just yeah. So it was a lot of that, and then obviously it came back to the Westbrook talk, which is the most likely to get moved, and that's where I think you know we need to pick it up and kind of figure out because yeah, I don't. I know that's your boy. We love Russell Westbrook. You love Russell Westbrook. It's the Brody. Yeah. We're talking about probably the hardest superstar in the NBA to trade. Well, look, we're, we're, yeah, we're going to get into it right now, but this is what you were talking about before. This is, uh, and I just put up a quote for everybody listening. Stephen A. Smith came out and flat out said, Russell Westbrook and James Harden don't want to play with each other anymore. That's what he flat out said that Yeah. on Twitter. On the Instagram post, as you can see right here to the right, Russ West said, it's my birthday, but I should say, this is completely fabricated. Y'all have a good night. Like, he, he killed he killed even any, any type of narrative that he doesn't want to play with James. Let me ask you this. Do you think that's true? Yes. Do you think they, they like playing? They would, they, they would run it back next year, same, same two? Do you think it's true that they, that they like to play with? Oh, do you think that what Russ is saying is true or what Stephen A. Smith is saying is true? Uh, yeah, it's, well, yes, true or, true or false, do James and Russell want to play together on, on both ends? Because this is They false. do not want to play together, no. Why Why do you say that? Because you're talking about two players who are like the, the, the two highest usage players over the last five years in the NBA. You're putting them on the same team. Um, no, because what, the, the one who has to sacrifice would be Russell Westbrook, right? They're not going to take James Harden off the ball. And I think that that is tough for Westbrook. He has had success his entire career being on the ball. He's played with superstars and had success being on the ball. So he believes that he should be the prime initiator of that offense. And that's not going to happen while James Harden's there. And Harden's not going to relinquish that role to Russell Westbrook. Um, So, no, it's not going to happen. I I think it goes to a – yeah, it's not going to happen. Harden's had issues with everybody he plays with, though. Like I, I don't, I don't know if it's a Harden thing, but it, Dwight didn't want to play with Dwight. Chris Paul couldn't play with Chris Paul. Couldn't play with Westbrook. So I don't know if that's something more the organization or James Harden, because Harden doesn't say shit. Like you want to talk about guys who don't say anything. He doesn't say anything. Yeah, he kind of goes with the flow. Yeah, he just goes with the flow. You don't hear a peep from him. First There's time no I ever interviews. heard him. First time I ever heard him say something when he was clowning Giannis. 
Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> like Giannis yeah. clam at him, and he cl- he was like, "Yeah, I wish I could just run to the basket and dunk." Yeah, I wish I was seven feet tall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the but, only you know, time I ever heard James come out with like some slander. That was after years of people just coming at his character forever. But he really yeah. doesn't say too much, so it's hard to picture him being like this crazy force behind the scenes that is, you know, dominating everything. But at the same time, I don't think he's giving up the ball for Russell Westbrook. So right. yeah, I don't I don't think there's any chance they want to play together. That never made sense when it happened last year. So it seems like Maury was just doing shit to do it, which hey, you know, good for him. But yeah. Let me ask you this. Cause Westbrook was with Harden back at Oklahoma City, and then uh Harden left. But they a lot of people and you could talk about this. We could do a whole, we could do 10 podcasts in a row about did Westbrook hinder Durant and should he get, you know what I mean, to on in the finals that year and, and years after, right? And then Durant leaves and you see what Russell does three straight years, triple double, wins MVP. Now he gets out of there. Paul George comes there first. They don't do anything. It's a complete disaster. Paul leaves, then he goes to Houston and it's quiet. They don't they're not they're not really a threat. Where can Russell Westbrook go? Can he win anywhere with an, what what superstar could he win with outside? I mean, don't say LeBron James because obviously we know what LeBron does. But is there a spot or do you just have to Give Russell his own team. Let him just fill up the stat line and go and ride off in the pasture of one of the most explosive guards in NBA history. Yeah, man. I think you have to pair him with like an elite big man that doesn't need the ball. You know what I mean? Who's that? (laughs) Davis maybe or somebody like that. I mean, yeah. it It can't be another wing, though. It can't be another wing perimeter player. Like, I don't think there's not – Paul George was probably it because Paul George is such a pussy that he's not going to demand the ball like that, and he's a good enough player that we know he can still do his thing without having it all the time. Um, I think that that's probably it. Yeah, if you talk about perimeter guys, it has to be a Paul George and more passive star. Passive being the word that we're using for Paul George. But um, – yeah, so I mean, I, I think passive is I, a great word for Paul. Yeah, George. yeah, it's extremely passive. Um, I think the best situation for Russell Westbrook is, hey man, trade me to the Garden and let me put on a show every night. Doug, hundred percent to the Garden and just let me put on a show. We might get to the playoffs. The fans are gonna love it. Who cares? Excitement. Who cares? This is my type of town. Fashion. Are you serious? The fashion houses are all here. This is where I want to be. If it's not LA, it has to be New York, and it's not going to be LA. Let me let me so let me tell be New York. let me tell you this. Soho, all that. <laughs> Russell Russell Westbrook is one of my favorite basketball players of all time. I love his attitude. I love his swagger. I love how he plays the game fast, hard. In this day and age of the NBA, how poorly he shoots it, and how much usage that he's going to demand and how many shots that he's going to put up. How willing he is to shoot it yes. with four numbers. He should stop yeah. shooting threes. You are you are just not going to win a championship with him and like James Harden or like him and Paul George. You're just, just statistically, not. he's the worst high-volume three-point shooter in NBA history. He he cannot shoot the rock. And he should stop shooting threes. And he's uh, he, he can't shoot the rock, period. Free throw line included. He just can't shoot the rock. So, going as he gets older, going to the bucket's going to slow down. The perfect what? The perfect situation for Russell Westbrook as a brand, personally, was when OKC, the entire city was wrapped around. He could do anything he wanted. They yeah. were letting, they were clearing out for him to get rebounds. Fans didn't care. Everybody was happy. Dog, they were clearing out for him to get rebound, offensive, uh, defensive rebounds. Yeah. Balls would bounce on the ground. They would let Russell pick them up. Steven Adams would move out of the way so Russell could clear the glass up. Like, 
that seems like the best situation for Russ and a mediocre basketball team to have fun and get a superstar and have a guy to watch. Welcome to New York City. Yeah, the <laughs> New York Knicks is the best spot for Russell Westbrook. It would be he great, would, and his he, brand would be amazing for his brand. Yes, he you would. Want the fashion thing? There's, there's one place to go. Yeah. It's New York City. He would go crazy on nights. He would talk would hella it. trash. Like, yeah, it would be great. But I, yeah. I don't think you win a championship with, with Russ unless it's a very tailored spot and he pulls it back a little bit because the volume that it's he puts the ball up, he, he he's not efficient enough. Yeah, but that's not the case with James Harden. And people are talking like that is the case with James Harden. And I think that people really need to step back and – I don't. I think James Harden would relinquish some of that. Dog, the big thing for me with James Harden is not that it's these big ass games where he disappears and doesn't do anything. Yeah, like I'm not worried about James and his usage and him on the offensive end. It's like, man, in these playoff games and shit, bro. What the fuck is going on? How much of that could be coaching though, Dan Tony? Man, come on, you know where I'm at on Dan Tony, but we yeah. won't even we won't even get into that. I, I just feel like if you have the opportunity to trade for James Harden this offseason and you're like, I don't want to do it because he got 15 threes a game in Houston, and I, it's just that's fault that he was told to play that way. He wasn't going against the grand plan. He wasn't going rogue. Dan Tony literally said, "This is how we're going to play, and we're going to play through you that way." So I think if that's the narrative on Harden, like, yeah, we need to we need to chill. Yeah. I agree with that. You said you had someone in the Nets. You heard some crazy. Well, no, no. Someone was like, I think this might have been during first take or someone was like, yeah, and I heard that uh, James Harden wants to go play for the Nets. And I'm like, yo, does the salary cap matter? Or like, what are we talking about <laughs> here, bro? And you want to throw Harden with, with, with uh, KD and fucking Kyrie? Like, yeah, yeah that would be a great team. But you want to talk about a fucking situation of emotional fucking disturbance. It would be those three. Emotional <laughs> like, disturbance. Like, you got KD with burner accounts. Yo, you got Kyrie, Kyrie with whatever the hell he has going on. You Kyrie. got James Harden who doesn't say shit. Like, exactly. Kyrie doing all the talking. KD, KD on the internet talking. James yeah. ain't said shit. Steve, said Nash, shit. Steve Nash is the coach. Kyrie talking, talking behind everybody's back and then coming to the locker room like it's all good or doing a podcast in which what you talk you? about the moon for three hours. Like, yeah. Let me ask you this. I saw that tweet from Isaiah from Isaiah Thomas. Uh not uh Zeke not, or not, not Zeke. Uh, uh but Isaiah little, Thomas. Little Isaiah Thomas. Little Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Washington Such University, Isaiah Thomas. Back the Brinks up truck, Isaiah Thomas. Damn shame. Um he said that he played ball with KD recently. There was a video he quote tweeted. It was about the summer where Durant left to go to Golden State and Durant was just going crazy in the gym, in the parks. He was playing all types of crazy pickup run. He was doing everything. And Isaiah Thomas came out and, and quote tweeted it and said, the, the crazy thing is he's better now. I hooped with him the other day. How, how spooky in, in 20 seconds, how spooky can the, can the Nets be? If KD oh, is healthy, it, it all depends on Kyrie. If Kyrie's uh, assuming KD is healthy, I have no, I have no worries about him. It's Kyrie, and just it's really attitude based with Kyrie. Like, can he? Because KD is notoriously moody, right? And so is Kyrie. So I think if that thing works, it's going to be all about personality. So I think they can be very, very scary, especially in the Eastern Conference because they have a ton of talent. You have a top three when healthy player, and wherever you want to put Kyrie, top ten, top fifteen, top twenty. He's certainly in the top 20 when he's on. Um, yeah, that's a ton of talent, and it's the Eastern Conference. So, yeah, for sure. I would, they, I would, I would, I would be scared of that team if they put it together. They could be filthy, bro. Yep. So we'll see. They got shooters, they got bench, they deep. Yeah, they could be, they could be, they could be, uh, they could be spooky. Very All right. Close out the NBA, and let's move over. Let's make y'all some money, man. The weekend's coming up. Get your gambling hat on. Let's get into winners. I believe this. I would rather play with 10 people and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else rather than play with 11 when I know that right now that person is not sold out to be a part of this team. It is more about them than it is about the team. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. 
Can't do it. I want winners. I want people that want to win. <laughs> Gotta have the winners, bro. And don't keep the winners to yourself. If you got the winners, it's all about the team. Spread the team. If you think you got a you got a lock, drop it in the box. Don't be like quick, low key. We'll talk. We can talk about that another time. Quick, keep all the winners to himself, and then tells us after the game is over that he had a winner. Except for but, last night. Hey, don't 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 be like quick. Share your hey. winners. Hit the homies, and that's what we're about to do right let, now. Let me give you my two real quick because I actually uh I think I gotta hop off. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna give you my two real quick. Buffalo Bills plus two and a half. First time I'm ever going against the Cardinals. Winners. And I got the Bengals plus six and a half. Winners. I'll let, like that. I'll let Sean give you all the rest of them, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hop off. Big Nick the Quick is out of here. I'll give you all my couple winners. Wait, give us that. Quick went Bengals. We talked about that earlier. I think for me, I've been trying to stay away from college ball because the kids make me nervous, man. The, the the young boys make me nervous. The 18-year-old boys make me nervous. I've been trying to stay away from college ball. So I'm going to stick to the NFL for these winners here. I already have booked minus 120, Philadelphia Eagles minus three. I think the Giants are – they played some tough games recently. Tampa, they played the Bucks tough. This is the second time they've been playing the Eagles. They played the Eagles tough last time. They're at home. Philly's coming off a bye. I think they're just a better overall football team. So I like Philadelphia Eagles minus three, minus 120. Pay the, pay the extra 20 cents. Don't, I wouldn't, three and a half makes me a little more spooked than three. So I would, I would buy it if I needed to, to, to get it to minus three. I also like the Chargers plus one. I think they have to win one of these games. They've closed it out multiple weeks in a row now. One possession. They can't keep up. They got the Dolphins. The Dolphins are getting tons and tons of love from uh, from the public, from everywhere, cu- coming off their game. But their defense looks trash. Arizona put up like 450 yards on them. So I'm looking at Chargers plus one, Philly minus three. And my last one I have written down here is Eagles Giants over 42 and a half, 43 and a half, excuse me. Took that a couple days ago. So it might've moved by now, but I think, like I said, I think Philly is a lot better team in Atlanta or then New York, they'll give up some points. They'll score some points as well. I think Philly pulls it out to cover the three and it goes over the total of 43 and a half. That's it. That's what I got. Those winners. Are... Let's get paid. Winners. For Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. He had to run early. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. Tell the homies. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you listen to your podcast, we're on there. Enjoy the weekend. No catch up. Sports Talk via Chicago. We out of here.